Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I am your host, Nikita Ren Thigpen. Always excited to be back here in the studio with all of you who are hopefully tuning in, fully ready to receive everything that's coming at you today. So usually we have a guest most of the year, and this is no exception except for today's guest is me and all of the transparency that I can give you in this particular episode. Right now, we are recording basically at the top of May. This month, my company, Fig Pro Balance and Relationship Management Institute, will be 11 years old, y'all. 11 years. Can you believe it? 11 years, full-time, 100% committed in every single way. Sometimes 150% committed, which I do not recommend because those were those moments, those days, those weeks, those months, those years where I was overextending, stepping into overwhelm on so many levels and was completely and out of alignment because I was over capacity. Those are the things that happen when you're an entrepreneur because you got to live and learn. You got to grow through it. You have to bring in some mentors, advisors, coaches, sometimes therapists, spiritual aligned people who are you know further along in their journey than you so they can help you see the blind spots around you so you can literally slow down so you can speed up. And sometimes if you're the rebellious human that I am, just naturally at my core, I'm I am a rule breaker. I want to understand the rules first. So I look like someone who's following along the rules to a T, but I'm doing it methodically so I can see where do I get to bend, where do I get to play, where do I get to modify to make it more alignment with my core of who I am, which is a rebellious spirit. (laughs) That is the reality. And it has served me well, except for the moments where it has not. So today's episode, I really want to, you know, take a few moments, I promise not to make it too long, and just dive in to talking about the breakthrough of your next level, right? Um, I know that I've seen multiple of these breakthroughs along my path. I'm sure I have many more to come, God willing, that I can welcome them in, that I'm here with breath in my body to see them, but I didn't want to not take this opportunity to be selfish enough to share some of the growth that I've received, some of the growth that my clients have seen, and hopefully inspire you to break through to the next level of yourself along the way. So if you bear with me, I want to just dive in immediately to something that's been really heavy for a lot of people around me, both in my client partner circle, because I call my clients clients client partners. Uh, They are, in fact, that we are partners together in each other's success and the the co-created paradigm of transformation that's happening that shifts us all forward across timelines and dimensions so that we can create the reality that we want. For some of you listening to this, you're like, "Woo, this is so woo-woo. I can't, you know, I'm not. It's okay. There are some things that logically you cannot receive in the moment, but just let your heart feel it experience it. Whatever is for you is for you. Everything else can just dissipate right into the ether, right? So something that's happening for a lot of people, just I would say between late 2021 into the you know top half as we are now of 2022 has been these really uncomfortable shifts. I mean, uncomfortable at a level that you're just not 
used to at this age and stage. Many of you listening to this are somewhere between roughly 35 and 56 years old, give or take, you know, a few years of wisdom and maturity, right? And all the ways that you might feel, maybe you really are 65 feeling like you're 55, right? Or you're 25 feeling like you're 35. But for the most part, based on our stats, that's the range you fall in, 35 to 56. And in this stage of your life, you could probably agree that you'd have been through some stuff. You've seen some things, some things you wish you didn't see, some things you wish you didn't have to grow through. And I'm very intentional about those words. And you've also experienced some highs that were amazing and you didn't think was possible. And so after they were literally right in your hand, you were right in the moment, whether that was finally graduating a program or a certification or birthing a baby after having a really hard time um, carrying one in your womb or adopting uh, another human into your life that you love, whether you did it formally or informally, and you never thought that you would have space for so much more joy or more love or that kind of love in your life, whatever it was that you triumphed in that you really truly didn't think was possible and plausible until it was in your grip, until it was in your mess. We've all been through some things, but if you're around that age, that 35 to 56, you didn't see some things, right? You done been through some things. And there are more things that are coming your way on both sides of that coin. The high highs and some of the not so great lows that sharpen you, build you, strengthen you as they typically do that are totally unsolicited because you didn't ask for them to come in your life. (laughs) But they're coming because they're strengthening you and preparing you for things that you didn't even think you needed to be strengthened for. For many of us, You have such a deep capacity for pain, which is evidenced by your life and everything that you've experienced thus far. That deep capacity for pain, it's like excavated you through your core and you don't think it could get any deeper. Here's the plus of this though, because it sounds excruciating and painful. And if you're in the midst of being excavated in this very specific moment that you're listening to this, I empathize with you wholly because I have definitely been there and will be there again, right? Because this is a part of the process. That excavation, that scooping out of all of the parts of you that you didn't know needed to be scooped out is literally making room and deepening your capacity for all the joy that you deserve to receive. Now, does that mean that you have to have gone through some really ridiculously, significantly horrific stuff to experience joy? Absolutely not. Because I believe you create your joy, right? But you need space for that joy to come in through. Some people already have that deep capacity, that space that's there without similar painful experiences as you've gone through. They already have it. Does that make them better than you? Does that mean they didn't have the same karmic path as you? Does that mean that you're a horrible person or for some reason you're being punished? No, everyone has their own journey and their own way of being excavated just as much as you have your own way of holding space for what's next and what's coming, as well as appreciating what has already come into your space, right? So just keeping that in mind. A lot of people I've talked to are going through this excavation right now. It's coming up in body 
problems, you know, in their physical being, you know, challenges in their stomach and their head and their neck and their joints. Uh, some are experiencing, you know, more significant pain that are leading to different hospitalizations or body cast on different parts of their body or different things. Some people are experiencing it not in a physical um physical way where it's evidence in something that's going on in the body that way, but they're experiencing it so internally that they're having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, more, maybe more rapidly than they've ever had if they did have some experience with it before. It's coming pronounced. Um, and there are other people that I'm talking to that are in my client partner circle, my power partner circle, my family circle that are just so overstimulated that they feel like they can't regulate themselves. Their emotional management feels all over the place. They feel like their steps are being suffocated. They don't even know where to move next. It kind of feels, if I had to compare it to something, I would say it feels like analysis paralysis. For any of you have who have gone through that, where you just feel like you are in a loop of the same questions, the same statements, the same thoughts, just coming at different angles with the semantics of different ways of saying it. But if you feel like you're in that loop, that's analysis paralysis, right? And a lot of people that I'm talking to where we're having these deep, honest, raw, transparent, vulnerable conversations, they're ultimately just about all experiencing it with a, with a couple of, you know, good moments here and there too. It's not like they're feeling so drenched in the turmoil that they can't see any light. Many of them are able to also be in a space of gratefulness and see the good things, but they are feeling a lot of the heaviness and the burden of the not so great things. And I believe that are breaking down when we're feeling the heaviness and we're feeling like we're being pressed down and shaken together and stirred and all that, which is very Bible. That's not Nikita. I feel like when all of that is coming, coming down on you super hard, it's because you're about to break open and the break, breaking open is what you need to happen so that those shifts can occur for your breakthrough. It's a really unwelcomed <laughs> dismantling feeling that I know personally I've been through way more times than I like to count. And it was always necessary. The way I handled the breakdown wasn't always necessary, right? Like the way that I tried to stop it and, and kept trying to interfere and get in the way instead of allowing what needed to be, happen, happen, because I'm, you know, a reformed fixer and a reformed perfectionist and needed to control as much of that sliding down into the breakdown process as possible. Um, in the earlier stages of my career as a licensed clinical social worker and trauma specialist coming straight out of the books, because again, I was a rule follower specifically so I could learn how to modify and customize those rules in a way that was the most advantageous to me. When I came out of school for my bachelor's and my master's degree, I definitely was like, by the book, the theory said this, this is how I'm going to apply it when I'm speaking with clients who were then called patients in front of me until I realized that that wasn't the best for everyone. And I needed to break those rules faster. I needed to break the box faster. I needed to be willing to do things differently, faster. 
instead of waiting for the opportunity to see where that rule could be bent or modified to be advantageous for me, which is ultimately why I started to become so great at what I was doing and helping people literally heal from their trauma, which I still do in a very different way because I don't show up as a licensed clinical social worker in my work through the personal development company I own now. I show up as a balance and relationship advisor and I make sure that I'm using a collective of tools from breakthrough coaching to strategy, to my intuition, my spiritual guidance, me being a metaphysician, like all the things, whatever is needed. So I can get people to have that paradigm shift, that break open and breakthrough faster, right? And I had to learn that. I had to grow through that. Patients and clients that I worked with then had to be you know, they didn't know they were being patient with me in my development process, but I had to do all those things to come to the space where I am now, where I am empowered to shift people in 30 minutes. Like I can activate them immediately. Is that the full shift that they need? Is that the full transformation? Not necessarily. It really depends on how deep the roots go for whatever they're experiencing and what it is. But I've learned to really gain a higher level of mastery in that shift that would have had me work with clients for multiple years to get to that same paradigm shift that we can get to literally in less than three months at this point, and sometimes a lot more rapid and a lot more faster, depending on where it is and how quickly I can intuitively see, because I visually see where the root is and how far it goes back. So without getting you know super into the process and all that, I wanted to really talk to you guys about this breaking through and moving from that breakdown through that break open so you can break through to the next level of yourself. If you are like any of my client partners, power partners, friends, or family that I've been referring to, that I've been experiencing this great discomfort and the highest level of great discomfort that you've experienced right now, I want you to be mindful to not match energy. (laughs) Do not match energy. If you, I'm from born and raised in Philadelphia. Okay. So I was raised to match energy. You giving me good energy, you're going to get good energy back. You giving me some attitude energy, you want to get attitude energy back. You giving me threatening energy. Oh boy, you're going to get threatening energy back. Right? Like I was raised from that coming from the streets of Philadelphia. That's what I knew. That was my survival skill. And I carried a lot of those tenants over with me into the earlier stages of business, you know, match energy, right? Not necessarily the best way to handle everything and everybody. <laughs> it is a gift to give any of your energy. So keeping this in mind at all times, you know, for some of you who have been listening to the podcast for a long time, the BBP Balance Bully podcast has been around since late 2016, and I've been podcasting specifically since 2012. You've probably heard all kinds of, you know, personal stories from me, including that my my intimate, immediate family calls me Bunny. I don't let everybody call me Bunny, right? That's It's an, a very intimate name, and it also helps me identify where I know you from when you when you call me that. Just like if you called me one of my childhood nicknames, it would help me identify that you're from a certain area of Mount Airy or a certain area of South Philly, a certain time frame in my life that helped me identify where you knew me from, right? So Bunny is the name that, again, my family calls me and that I go by in-house, so to speak. 
And there is an angry bunny. <laughs> there is an angry bunny side. Um, the most balanced version of myself feels all the feels and goes through all the ranges and expressions of emotions you can think of. Being the number one balance and relationship and advisor in the world doesn't um, exclude me from being human and feeling the feels. I'm also an empath. So I feel super deep and I've had to do a lot of work to be able to manage other people's feelings so that I did not bring them in and express them out on other people. One of the components of me, one of the feelings that can come up for me is angry bunny. What I had to do was stop looking at angry bunny as a bad thing. Sometimes bunny is just angry, right? Sometimes bunny is joyful, happy, excited, you know, sensual, like all the feelings. And sometimes one of those feelings is angry bunny, but it's still mine. It's my feeling. It's my energy and giving angry bunny to someone else who's giving me their anger or their, um, jealousy or envy or um, unsolicited competitiveness because there can be, you know, great energy from competition when it's done in a healthy, um, high level spirit. But it also can be very toxic and tainted when someone is competing with you and you're not even alerted to being in the race with them, right? Like, I didn't, I don't want this race. I didn't, this is not something I'm interested in. Why are you competing with me? And because typically that comes with a lot of negative energy for them, a lot of put down, a lot of niceness, which is superficial, but it is not kind and authentic, right? Like all of those things that we've talked about before. And I've had to be reminded that even angry bunny is a gift. Angry bunny is a gift. If I give you any energy, it is a gift because I am aware that I am a gift, my whole self, including the angry part of me. So I've been reminded for myself, as well as what I remind my clients, this is some of the stuff that's coming from my private, private advisory work. You do not match energy. You try your best not to match energy. It comes up. We're human. Sometimes people take us there. But as often as you can remind yourself, do not match energy unless they deserve the gift of your energy, even your angry energy. So just be mindful of that if that's coming up, because that can slow down the process of you breaking open because it's literally distracted you from your path. Even the tumultuous, uncomfortable, unsolicited path of this new level that you didn't realize was going to make you go through this again. And it doesn't stop. At each new level, we go through this again. We go do it through a breakdown, we break open, and then we take these tiny micro shifts on our way up into our breakthrough, the various stages of it. One of the things that I do, and I just shared this with a colleague earlier today, was I sit in SOT. So SOT is S-O-T, is string of thought. When I sit in SOT, I allow myself to be the most uncomfortable, to feel all the feels, the, the pluses, the minuses, the confusion, the, the laugh that makes you cry, the cry that turns into a laugh, like all of the things, I feel it and I visualize it. And you, you may not be visual, you may be uh, more auditory or more kinetic, so you may have to paint this picture a little bit differently. And it's some of the ways that I talk about in my private work. But from high level 
You just feel the feels and you let it flow through you and out of you with effortless ease. Sit inside. It might look like snot ball crying, okay? It might look like a weird Jekyll and Hyde laughing that might come out. It doesn't matter. As long as you have a safe place, a closet in the bedroom where the kids can't get to you or nobody comes in, lock yourself in the bathroom with a note on the door, I'm okay, just processing, you know, something so nobody needs to kick in the door or anything if your family's worried. But give yourself some space. Some people go sit in the car. That's a little bit okay, but you just got to be careful if you're not parked in like a private garage or something because other people are walking by and then you're editing yourself for how you might look when someone is walking by or driving by and you do not want to edit in this process. You literally want to feel all the feels. And part of why you need to do this is because metaphysically, energetically, you need to stop blocking yourself. You keep editing and stopping yourself and then those that energy gets stuck in different parts of your body and it manifests out like an explosion, which can come out in rage and anger, frustration. You know, um, it could look like brain fog where you just feel confused at just really silly things that you know the answer of. You can't bring up words anymore. You're forgetting very small things. It can come up in so many different ways and they're always disadvantageous to you. So don't block the feeling, let them flow. And then reflect on your growth to this point. Remind yourself of how much you've actually accomplished. It's such an amazing remedy to so much of the pain that you're experiencing in this moment. When you remind yourself of how incredible you are, like, you know what? I'm going through this really challenging moment right now. And I don't want to take away from that because there's lesson in this. There's an excavation that's happening to make room for more joy. Like I get it. But I actually, two years ago, I went through X and I didn't know how I was going to get through X, but I got through it. Five years ago, I went through Y and I thought Y was the worst thing that was ever going to happen to me. And I got through it. I grew through it. I grew from it. That's that break open and breakthrough, right? These different levels all had their volley moments where you didn't want to be down there because who does? Who wants to sign up for the valley? Even people who say, well, I'm cheering for the valley because I know on the other side is the mountain that I'm going to climb and this is my birthright and I'm excited and I know that I have to go through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds all good when you're not in it, <laughs> right? When you're not actually in the muck and the mire of the valley. You can stand up and say how much you're okay with it and you look forward to the next one. But when you are in it, it is excruciating emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically on all the levels. And I don't mean one or two levels that you feel like you can just compartmentalize and manage. When you're really breaking down, you don't have control over anything. You stop being able to wear your mask so perfectly tight that other people can't see what you're quote unquote going through, that you're not really breaking down. Trust me. You're going through some stuff. You might be at the top of that slide. You might've been at the top of that slide for a long time, but you are not slipping to the point you feel uncontrolled and you're about to lose your life on the way down. Because when you feel like that, that's when you know you are in that part of the shift where you're moving into that part of the breakdown so that you can break open and shift 
forward to your breakthrough, not just a few storms. We all go through storms, right? And people can go through storms on one side of their life that seem to almost not even touch the other side. Like the basement is protected. It's just the dining room windows that got blown out. I ain't talking about those kind of storms. I'm talking about the uprooted tsunami. Everything is being ripped up and washed away type situations. Those situations, you can't mask. You can't pretend. You can't cover up. And you can't compartmentalize. That's the part that I'm talking to. And if you haven't gone through that, okay, no judgment. If you've already been through it and you're on the other side, okay, (laughs) no judgment, right? But for people who are in it, that's what I'm talking about. There is no pretend it's all good. There is a knowing and a logical understanding that you hopefully will survive this because in the scheme of things, maybe you know it's not as bad as it could be. But when you are in it, logic goes out the door. I remember when I was pushing out my youngest child, who's now 21. When I was pushing her out, I'm a super intelligent person. Uh, At the point that she was born, I didn't have my master's yet, but I already had a triple degree, okay, from undergraduate. And I had work experience and was already working as a trauma expert and all the things. And I knew the physical body and anatomy very well. When I started school, I was a pre-med student before I decided to switch out of that. Even with all that logical knowledge and understanding, you couldn't tell me that the pain that I was experiencing, I had back labor. You couldn't tell me that that little human was not trying to come out of my anus. I know. (laughs) And I can laugh at it now. I know logically that's not what was happening. But all the pressure and all the pain was back there. And I literally said it to other humans out loud, doctors and nurses and midwives and everything and everybody in the room. She is trying to come out. (laughs) And I use the full words. Okay. I know that that wasn't possible, but it didn't matter in the midst of the pain and the pressure. That's what it felt like. And that was where the concentration was. So when you are in the mist, all that logic, I know better, I know better goes out. So I'm talking to you who are in the mist, or maybe you save this episode, Lord forbid you have to go through that anytime soon that you have something to reflect on. Be mindful to not match energy with anyone because you are giving a part of yourself away when you need every last morsel of it for yourself. During this time, this is the perfect time to be intentionally selfish. Make sure you sit in the sot so you can feel the feels and let it flow with effortless ease out of you and reflect on as part of the remedy, a little bit of, you know, salve, if you will, a balm is to remind yourself of how much you've already grown through and how you were able to accomplish that. It really does help. And you can look at the eight different areas of your life. I talk about this a lot in the Joy Map Method your spiritual areas, your personal development, that's the self-love being part of you, your whole health in terms of your physical health, your relationship area, your forgiveness area, your financials, your family and social relationships, the me time, self-care area of your life. You know, look at all of those areas that you have 
accomplish, improve, you know, maybe going through something intense in one or more of those eight areas and you were still able to be on the other side of it. And you would be surprised at how much soothing you feel. And that actually becomes a bit of an elixir in the process that helps you when you're in the valley. It's you, the divinity that's in you, that's directly given to you by God that you have to pull yourself up. And God may appoint, you know, uh, mentors, advisors, coaches, therapists, spiritual guidance, you know, certain books, uh, certain podcasts, God may show you different things to kind of help you be reminded of that elixir to maybe even strengthen your ability to reach down in yourself to pull that elixir up, but you absolutely have it. So where I would like to end this is in a continuation, because <laughs> there's so much more to this. And instead of just stuffing it all into a podcast, I'm inviting you to come meet me next week for the Joy Map Method. This is the I undiluted version of it. I've been running the JMM is what I call it, as you know by now, and I give acronyms to everything that comes from the clinical side of me. It's very hard to turn down, and I decided I don't want to turn down. But the Joy Map Method I've been doing for years. It started as a personal uh, micro retreat that I would do with an exclusive group of women. And then it turned into a full program. And then I started running these masterclasses about two-ish, almost three years ago, where I would run them maybe two or three times a year. The one that I have that's coming up is actually next week. I decided as a gift for our 11-year anniversary that this is what I was going to do completely free. So you're welcome to join. There's a link at the bottom of this episode. And at the Join Map Method Masterclass, it's specifically for married women entrepreneurs. Let me explain. Married to me means monogamous and fully committed. I really don't care if you have a piece of paper, but that's what it means for me. That is my expertise area. That is where I'm in my strongest vibration. That is who I serve. Just to be completely transparent, if you are a single woman entrepreneur who is also of a monogamous mind and fully committed into the relationship that you choose to join in when you are ready and welcoming into that relation, feel free to come to this as well. If that is not your forte, if you choose other ways of being in your relationship, there is no judgment at all for me, but this is not the place for you. I just want to be 100% clear. My highest level expertise is in building strong families. And families, for me, look they look all kinds of different ways for other people. For me, they are fully committed monogamous relationships. And I happen to be really super connected to the entrepreneurial thinker, the entrepreneurial spirit, who sometimes looks like an executive with a micro business, but for the most part, to keep it simple, an entrepreneur in whatever way that looks like for you. You are welcome to come. We're going to be talking about tools to deepen your connection and boost intimacy, the love and growth that comes when you can balance without dimming your ambition, heating up your bedroom and amplifying success across every area of your life, including the boardroom, reclaiming your power and mastering your mind so you can live fully. If that is in alignment with you, if that feels good for you, then come to this 90-minute free masterclass. Again, the link is in the bottom. I'm going to be doing it live. 
I rarely record things outside of the podcast, but this I will be recording. So just be mindful of that and you'll get all the information for where to show up and and how to get that once you're registered and, you know, we get you in the system. But it starts on May 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, at this particular hour, I'm not planning on doing any replays. That may change, but right now that's that's not what I intend to do. So we'll see how that goes and if I decide to shift to um, using it as a replay or not. But as of right now, it is live one time, <laughs> May 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern. I welcome you to come and get everything that you need. And obviously, when you're ready, you can share whatever needs to be shared so we can give you some truth that's in alignment with your specific situation should you be brave and courageous and bold enough to share whatever is going on with you at the time. So again, I look forward to it, to seeing you at the Joy Map Method, the undiluted masterclass that's 90 minutes on May 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Until next week, I implore you and encourage you to enjoy the balance of your day. But remember, do it boldly.